Welcome to the Ether. Today is Wednesday, July 20th, 2022. Today on the Ether, Cosmos Spaces, Cosmonaut Boot Camp with Angel Protocol, Real World Charity Done Right, hosted by Tendermint Timmy. Let's take a listen. Well, my Twitter has already rugged me twice since I started this space, so fingers crossed. That's like a new record. Thanks for posting uh, this space to me. I'm very, very excited to learn about Angel Protocol. So it's pretty cool that you're doing this. Did you know about them at all when they were on Terra? Did you like hear about them maybe even? Or just curious? Very, very briefly, but I actually put on a space just yesterday with a hero NFT, and someone from the team was talking about themselves there. And uh, yeah. Yeah. No, they're, they're doing really cool stuff. And. Uh from what I've noticed so far, seem to be pretty undeterred by the Terra fiasco and such. So, um, yeah, Pump Chauncey was able to join me here. Uh, thanks so and much then... for having me, man. Um, we, we've been, been talking about ways for Angel Protocol and Spark IBC to, to work together for, I mean, what is it, a year now? <laughs> Time is, uh, is... It feels like It feels like both only last month and like a year ago. It's weird. <laughs> But yeah, no, we've been in touch for a while at this point. Like time moves fast. Um, so I guess for whatever that means <laughs> to the audience, people listening, um, I've been in touch with Chauncey and uh, known about kind of everything going on at Ain Protocol for quite a while now. And I'm a huge fan. So yeah, excited to do this space. Um, and then I think Trev, who also just came up here, I met with earlier today. I'm just going to. Assume it's the same Trevor. What kind of coincidence would yeah, that be? It, it's the same one. And, and <laughs> I actually ran into Gene, Gene pulled me into the hero space last night. He's like, you got to come. You got to come. I'm like, all right, fine. After I was done with you know my last call. And like, I think uh, he dragged me up there to talk about Angel and the Alliance. <laughs> so uh, that was me last night. <laughs> always representing trev trev is just constantly hustling for for angel for for ticks for for everything he is juggling at all times <laughs> yeah well shout out to both of you i know that there's an immense amount of work that goes on behind the scenes for any project and especially one that's kind of walking walking the line between web3 and real world and um at least in terms of the way you guys are organizing yourself and being beholden to certain philanthropy uh, regulations, whatever they might be. So um, really cool area to explore. I guess I'll start off real quick um, for anyone who saw like my main tweet about this space. Um, I kind of called out that there's an analogy I often use with the red cross when explaining spark. And so I just wanted to touch on that as sort of a intro point. 
So uh, in our particular case, you know, Spark is an on-chain charity, technically, who just does community fundraising events for, for Cosmos-based things. And so the question came up, like, should you be a DAO? That kind of seems like a DAO's job. And after a lot of deliberation, we did land on a more traditional sort of charity model where, you know, we control... Uh, a lot of the organization and the actual specific use of funds and that sort of things. And one of the reasons for that is because I think the problem with traditional charities, or at least one of them, one that's in my mind, let's take the Red Cross, for example. It's not that when you donate $5, you don't get to decide exactly which effort in which country, uh, you know, whatever that $5 goes to. In theory, it, that's why the Red Cross exists. That's why you aren't just sending money directly to humanitarian efforts. You trust that their resources and the organization they have as a company will use that $5 most efficiently. The real problem with traditional web, uh, pre-Web3 charities, I think, is that you just don't really know where that $5 is going at all. Like, is it going to actually help the being sucked up by bad administrative fees, maybe going straight into someone's pocket, who knows. So I think that's where blockchain and all of the kind of possibilities that it brings um, really makes charity kind of a new level of trust. Now, I'm sure Chauncey and Trev will get into all the other benefits that come with doing this stuff on chain. But that's sort of one of my examples when I've talked about a lot. So I wanted to sort of lead with that. And um, with that said, Chauncey, wherever you want to start, maybe from the top, either how you guys started or with just a general overview of what Angel Protocol is, I'll over you. Awesome, awesome. Thanks again so much for having me, man. Uh, so with Angel, a lot of those issues that you identify are exactly what we're trying to address. Um, I would say the, the biggest thing that we really are trying to manage is sustainability of funding for charities. Um, but very close uh, is transparency of fund flow and decentralized curation of charities. So there's plenty of organizations out there that will give rankings to charities. Um, they have, you know, varying methods and qualities and, and mixed sentiment behind them. Uh, and overall, it can be a mixed bag, right? Unless you know an organization personally, it can be hard to get a true sense of how effective they are. So with Angel, uh, we put that curation in the hands of the community. Um, the Halo token is our governance token. Uh, users can stake that with specific charities that they want to support. Uh, that helps direct uh, increased fund flow to the charities through some of our donation partners. And we'll talk about the Angel Alliance a little later here, uh, as well as our charitable validator streams, which is another thing we want to touch on. But, um, but we take those fund flows, we help direct them to charities based on that staking and curation. So the community actually gets a say in exercising their voice of what organizations they want to support, and they can change that voice depending on how effective and transparent that organization is. So charities become incentivized to be very open with their communities, be very transparent with their efforts, and keep people updated, um, because presumably the more they do that, the more staking they get. So uh, the incentives here in Web3 are powerful because you can align them between donors and charities so both get something positive out of the equation and it's, it's positive sum overall. Now, where Angel's going with this is not just the donor to charity connection, which is where we started, 
Um, and, and that's where we got a lot of our initial traction. Uh, we were able to raise about $6 million in charitable funds, uh, set up a network of over 160 NGOs all over the world, um, have over 20,000 uh, members of our community and 125 different allied giving partners in the Angel Alliance. So the, there's a need in the market for it. Um, charities have been very supportive throughout all of this. And the direction we're going, I pinned a tweet here uh, for our Angel 2.0 light paper. It's taking this concept um, and taking the traction and network of charities we've built and really expanding that ecosystem for impact. So when you look at the full spectrum of philanthropy or impact or entrepreneurship, however you want to phrase it, I think a lot of the terminology is very overlapping and really depends on who you're talking to of how they define those terms. Um, for us, it just means positive externalities in the world, uh, trying to improve actual real-life conditions with on-chain funding. Um, and so this is where we're starting to pull in uh, impact DAOs, uh, social entrepreneurs who are in the more you know mainstream non three space as well, uh, impact funds who help collect um, and crowdsource funds to then invest in uh, these different impact ventures and social entrepreneurs. And when you pull that all together in the same community, you tap into this impact network effect uh, where each of the different stakeholders is able to help one another and uh, participate in this positive sum game between each other. Um, so I'm really excited about where we're headed with that. Uh, the same kind of curation mechanism for charities. Um, it's going to be a bit different. We're going to have a reputation system in place uh, that helps you see which kind of ventures, impact DAOs are worth supporting. Um, and people have their choice of where in the sort of realm of impact they want to participate, whether that's you know, complete charitable donations, whether that's grant programs, whether that's investing in impact ventures. Um, so really the, the options become uh, rather open and unlimited. Awesome. What a, what a cool intro. Um, I think that's something that I've lived with as a philosophy for a long time, and I've been slowly saying more and more in the crypto world, and so I'll take the advantage here, is like, I've been finding uh, in general that the answer usually lies in the middle. And I think one thing that both you guys and us at Spark have kind of honed in on is that like, there's a beautiful, happy place between the true chaos of like fully decentralized DAOs and just a straight up corporation that's completely centralized. Like you can take the best of those worlds um, in that, you know, a lot of things you just described and touched on, dive into more. I'm sure people have some questions, you know, what is Angel Alliance, et cetera. But you guys have an actual structure with people who are dedicated to this, like a company behind it with um, tracking of funds and management and all this sort of stuff yet also have that uh, built-in sort of incentive alignment system that makes the community more or less in charge of the, the greater just distribution of funds, um, just not the nitty-gritty, which is where you guys come in. Um, so, yeah, fantastic intro. Um, Trev, did you want to jump in on anything just off that? Uh, so, so the Angel Alliance is really, really interesting. It started with... Uh, a protocol called Apollo DAO, which is the decentralized hedge fund on Terra, they're pretty successful, uh, and they're friends with us. Uh, and you know, they, they said you know they want to give back, they want to make an impact in the world, and they decided to donate like a percent of their their revenue to Angel Protocol, and then kind of snowballed from there. <laughs> and uh, what they really started was an incredible 
incredible movement where uh, you had NFT projects, uh, protocols, projects, uh, and individuals, validators, that kind of thing, uh, wanting to also give uh, give money to Angel Protocol to help uh, to create this perpetual stream of giving to uh, all the charities in our indexes and make a really uh, amazing and lasting impact on the on the world. So, um, I think last time last time I checked, we had a hundred or hundred and ten uh, alliance members that have either donated or pledged to donate anywhere from like one to ten percent of their annual revenue uh, or more uh, or a percent of the mint sometimes for NFT projects uh, to allow us to fund all these charities uh, in our indexes um, as well as the AP endowment. Uh, so really, really incredible stuff. And we're expanding cross chain now, uh, so we're really going everywhere. Even if the, you know, even if Angel isn't technically deployed uh, on a specific chain, we're still reaching out to different chains to establish, you know, a branch of like the Angel Alliance because, uh, you know, we really want to create mechanisms uh, by which, you know, projects, you know, no matter the chain that they're on, uh, can can kind of give back and make it make an impact. So uh, many ways to engage. Awesome. Um, I, I was just about to ask, ask uh, like, the projects that have committed a certain portion of revenue or whatever it might be to charitable acts, whether it just gets evenly split amongst the sort of the index or if they get to pick where it's directed at. But I think uh, a better way to answer that question, actually, I know when I'm learning about stuff, it's good to just kind of do examples and run through. Would you maybe want to talk about or like a faux run through of if you're a project who's out there and you want to become a donator a donor and integrate with you guys what would that process sort of look like what would the steps be how would you set that up what parameters would you get that sort of yeah it's not uh it's not um it's not everything's not like a cookie cutter setup um traditionally you can donate money to a, an address one of our addresses on whichever chain that you're on um, you can set up automated donations, in which case you work. You might have to work with our team uh, to figure out what that might look like from a technical lift perspective. Uh, but then we also have really, really cool programs outside of like direct donations, like the Locked for Good program. If, if you're a protocol and you have a, a to- like a yield bearing token that you can stake and you get you know that 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 passive yield, uh, and you want to donate, but you don't have like stable coins you want to donate, you want to donate your native token. Uh, but you don't want it to get like dumped and have that negative self-pressure. You can also donate your native token through our Locked for Good program. Uh, and we'll just stake it forever and just harvest the yield to help fund all the charities in our indexes. Uh, or we can redirect it however you want. So uh, when you're asking like, where does it go? Like, there's honestly options, you know, depending on what what the engagement looks like, depending on which you're on, and what te- technical specifications, really whatever you guys want. Uh, we're willing to work with you because it's not about it's not about us. Uh, it's about where that money is going, and you know, really, uh, what kind of impact you want to make from that. So uh, we'll tailor things, um, but it's pretty easy. You fill out a form. Uh, you come talk to probably Amanda, one of our other uh, amazing members at the Angel Alliance, and we just we onboard you straight from there. Super super simple, um, and yeah, we're open to to new ideas as well. That's fantastic. Yeah, the the flexibility that inherently comes with uh, a sort of not just web three, but like a fully digital kind of new startup structure that's building alongside it actually already doing these donations and charitable things gives you that ability to say, Hey, like let's, let's work together and get something custom set up, whatever, whatever works for you. 
Um, so what kind of, and I know there's quite a few, so maybe just categories or some big names or however might make most sense to answer this, but what are some of the charities that you guys, that, you know, if I were a project, you wanted to donate a percentage? Um, yeah, wh- where are some options where that could be going? Yeah, so I'll, I'll take this one. Um, there are a lot of ways to contribute and a lot of organizations to benefit. Um, one way to donate is directly into the AP endowment. Uh, when you choose this option, you're choosing to have that money governed by the decentralized community of Halo holders. Um, the AP endowment is used for a number of purposes uh, in our, our ecosystem for impact-driven communities. So primarily, uh, it is contributing directly to charities that need it the most. So um, as Trevor alluded to earlier, all of our charities are aligned with one of the 17 uh, sustainable development goals. And we have a rotating index of charities that will uh, reward money from the um, the AP endowment to these different charities based on the curation score from Halo Staking. So that is one way that the AP endowment money gets distributed. Um, so you're effectively truly trusting the community's voice in determining which charities are, are the most impactful or meaningful to receive those funds. Uh, the other purpose of it is actually to um, feed into our Angel Growth Funds project. So this is the, the functionality I was alluding to that pulls in social entrepreneurs and impact DAOs um, and impact ventures. So if you are someone who wants to start a new company uh, to plant trees with, uh, with drones, for example, um, and you have this idea and you're trying to, to raise funding, for, uh, it can be difficult, right? Um, most BCs are not uh, active in the impact space. Um, there are a small number of impact VC firms, um, but for the most part, uh, it can be more difficult to find money or financing for your impact projects. This is where the power of Web3 and community crowdfunding comes in. Um, and the AP endowment is also going to be an arm to provide both grants to organizations like this. Uh, so one example is SOE. Uh, they are an organization that works out of Uganda. Um, they have both the UBI and micro-lending program that is uh, built around cryptocurrency. Uh, and they offer a local over-the-counter desk for the um, uh, women in the area who are embarking on these different entrepreneurships within Uganda. So an organization like that uh, could be up for vote for the Halo community to grant uh funding from the AP endowment to these organizations. Um, So in this way, you begin to expand your scope of impact. Uh, You help fund the organizations that are are filling the gaps in society, these charities and NGOs around the world that are are doing necessary on the ground work. Um, And you also invest into the future um, and these bright new ideas that are, are leveraging the power of Web3 and tapping into these communities to accomplish their missions. Sweet. So just because you were uh, throwing around the word impact so much, I have to ask, have you guys been in touch at all or even on your um, regen chain or IXSO? Of course. Yeah, yeah. So uh, Greg Landau is a great guy. Uh, Regen Network are our dear friends of Angels. Uh, We're pretty well networked throughout the impact DAO space. There's just a lot of amazing people doing incredible things. Um, A a lot. And it's... It's been beautiful because throughout this, uh, whatever you want to title it, crypto winter, bear market, 
um, there has not been a blip in the regen finance space. Uh, and, and by that, I mean not just the regen network itself, but this whole movement of regenerative finance on uh, ways that we can develop sustainable models of funding the change the world needs. Because um, we can all see that you know, things are at a tipping point and humanity needs to step up. And we have the technology to be able to do that. And we want to be able to empower these organizations that have the ideas, that have the initiative, that are continuing to build through this market. Um, because there's some incredible stuff out there. Uh, and I mean, that composability is huge, right? Angel doesn't have to reinvent the wheel. There are so many excellent protocols, excellent foundations to tap into. Um, one thing I want to highlight that I'm, I'm excited about is the ability to tap into some of these off-chain yields that are being brought on-chain, especially in the form of impact lending in emerging markets. So one organization that people might be familiar with in this space is called Goldfinch. Um, and there are a number of organizations like Goldfinch that are starting to surface. Uh, and they're doing something innovative where they take existing real-world loans, uh, bring that on chain to provide liquidity, um, and also open to a more decentralized participation process. Uh, with that, um, you can actually get yields that are more competitive than your traditional DeFi yields, while also making an impact through lending to these markets that need it to develop their infrastructure. So it becomes this beautiful thing where you can raise impact funds or have charity endowments that get their yield from lending in emerging markets to these social entrepreneurs on the ground there. Um, so it all connects into one virtuous network. Okay, wait, that's super interesting. So can, can, can we dive into that just a little bit? I don't know if it's something you want to spend too much time on, but by lending in emerging markets, you mean like off-chain, right? Like investing in real, like let's say Uganda or something like that, or or no? Exactly. So like if you if you went to Goldfinch today, you could invest in um, the Africa Innovation Fund. It's just way full of one of many funds they have. Uh, but then you effectively put up your money to be loaned out. Um, the different impact organizations and lending that are on the platform are screened by the Goldfinch team. Um, and there's also some interesting stuff they do in terms of like senior backing and, and junior backing. So you can get lower yields by being in the senior tranche. You can get higher yields by being in the junior tranche. But with the higher yields, you're also first lender loss risk. So if the loan defaults, you would be the first one to um, face potential penalties. But, but if you're investing senior in your tranche, then even in the unlikely event that a loan did default, uh, your money would effectively be protected there. Um, but it's great because it encourages these markets and does uh, a similar thing to what angel growth funds are trying to accomplish, which is open up access to fund flow. As a retail investor who wants to put their money to good use while also earning yield off of it, it's very difficult to get access, right? Unless you're already a higher net worth individual, these vehicles to invest in impact around the world are fairly limited. Um, so that's where it's really exciting to us and this whole concept of, of win and help win, right? We feel like you can do the most impact when you're aligning incentives so that the person doing good is also doing well for themselves at the same time. Um, and that's the ethos we're trying to tap into here. Just because I like sounding like a broken record, I even think that plays into the whole everything. The answer lies in the middle because the, the reality of people is that they are 
both selfish and charitable. So this is really like the, you know, the ideal system. Um, I'm, I'm glad you popped up here right now, Grits. I was just about to say, I kind of want to move on to maybe some slightly more just uh, big picture sort of topics about charity and some of the cool stuff you guys might have down the pipeline. But before we move on to that, I was going to ask if anyone has any questions or if there's anything else you wanted to add, Chauncey, on just uh, how Angel works. Like if anyone has any more questions on sort of the basics, um, I know Gaines Grits, feel free to hop in. Anyone else, feel free to request to come up. I'm going to track back up here. <laughs> anyone with a question, I'll, I'll see the floor too. Um, but yeah, there's there's a lot to talk about. Uh, I want to touch on on the Juno Validator we're launching launched um, and how that helps direct charitable yield to organizations. Uh, and also just uh, for anyone, just to help clarify what an angel growth fund is and, and what I'm talking about with this ecosystem for impact-driven communities. It's effectively a uh, turnkey solution to create a DAO, uh, tap into the programmable DeFi uh, funds that we've created, um, and be able to tap into yield sources like Goldfinch, like JunoSwap, like um, a number of these structured products like uh, Ribbon and Theta Knots. So you'll have that all available in terms of how you want to have your the funds you're raising managed. Um, you'll be able to create a DAO that either has very basic multi-sig, has uh, uh, its own token-based voting, um, and all of this will be connected by the reputation system uh, that will track you know, who are the biggest contributors to Impact, what projects are they backing, what's their track record of backing Impact projects, um, and actually earn uh, NFTs and other things as part of this. And this is a bigger play also of tapping into the concept of uh, soulbound tokens, but actually providing them real utility. So one of the issues with the concept of soulbound tokens or, or however you want to refer to that, like on-chain reputation, right? Um, that is actually valuable. Spark actually. score. Spark <laughs> score. <laughs> uh, the perfect segue. Tell, tell us more, Timmy. Oh, no, no, no. I don't want to co-opt at all. I just, I'm a huge fan of Soulbound tokens, so I needed to hop in there because, yeah, I think they have a lot of potential. Um, as people know, like, we're doing kind of just that with Spark Score being measured by an on-chain token that is just non-transferable. So, you know, you can't buy Spark Score. You have to earn it. But I, I don't want I don't want to co-opt at all. Continue, please. No, I love it. And it's just yet another way that, that we can uh, work together here. Um, but yeah, I mean, that, that's basically the long and short of it, right? It's a very easy way to create a, an organization, uh, whether it's you as an individual, whether it's a group of people, whether it's a large organization. Um, you have all the tools to manage that organization, govern it, uh, manage your funds. And you're also visible in this impact marketplace where um, we also have fund managers lined up who are, are looking to provide capital to impact projects. Um, so it's a way for the community and for these funders to participate and select impact projects and help them help them realize their goals. That's awesome. Uh, the next thing I want to ask you about is the, the Halo token. But Delray, I see you popped up here. I want to give you a chance to hop in. If you have a question or anything thanks for coming up yeah thank you timmy and, and thank you for putting this uh space up as always uh hello everybody uh, uh well sir uh i i just uh, learned about angel protocol today so basically like getting up to speed about it uh i find it really cool really noble uh of you guys 
and just wish you the best in your project. I do have some questions that that if you can answer, Shansi, I hope I'm getting that right. That'd be great. Um, it, it, it was really cool. Anyway, uh, is there a way that I can see a record or of all the donations that you have done through Angel Protocol or Explorer, like something like that? Yeah, so uh, it's a little difficult at the moment. Most of it was on the Terra chain, um, but uh, we had all of our contracts named on Terrascope, which unfortunately is is not running for Terra Classic that I can see. Um, we do have a list of all those contracts we can provide. So the cool thing about Angel, or, or one of the things, is um, we're really trying to provide an inroad to Web3, uh, and we're non-custodial, right? So the charities on our platform actually create their own wallets and then substantiate their endowments using our protocol. Um, so each charity has their own endowment account on-chain, and you can track the, the fund flow of, of who's donated, when, how much, um, how that money is being transferred out. And then Timmy made some comments around IXO as a platform, and that's really kind of a next stage development for us of tapping into things like IXO, which are are real impact measurement oracles that can track what's happening in real life um, and really measure impact in a good way. And you have to be careful here not to veer into you know, crypto surveillance or crypto colonialism territory. It's, it's a very thin line between utopia and dystopia with some of the impact discussions that go on. But bottom line, bottom line uh, it'll be key to be able to measure impact, bring that back on chain, use that as a guide in terms of of how money is put to impact for use. So excited for the future potential with that. And yes, uh, all donations to, from Angel through the Angel Alliance, all of that is is on chain. Awesome, awesome. And yeah, I, I was browsing uh, browsing through like the the um, the charities that are in in the platform. Found something. Uh, it says number fourteen, life below water, and and it seems like those uh, are only donating or working for for uh water life ocean life and, and that's really good i i like sharks and and i don't know that for me that was awesome uh the next question i have uh well let me let me switch the order uh so you said you you are on terra or you were on terra uh do you have any plans on migrating to another network or you will remain on terra as a, as a protocol Question. So one thing that Angel has learned is uh, the importance of diversification, uh, right? Uh, we, we had all of our eggs in one basket. We learned uh, a very hard lesson from that. Um, so with, with that, Angel has pursued a multi-chain future here. So we are in parallel building out our Cosmos IBC hub as well as an EVM compatible layer. So with this, it's going to give us the optionality to tap into both Cosmos yields as well as Ethereum yields and provide both of that to users for seamless front end. Uh, so in terms of the specific chains, um, we are waiting to, to finish announcing that, um, but we are down that path and we'll have more to share soon. Awesome, <laughs> really cool. Uh, and and the, the, the last one, uh, the, I have the last question, and then after that, I have a feedback. So this is the last question, and it's in regards of the Galaxy Angel fees. Uh, is, that, is that still going? And the only way that I can get those is it going to be only by donating, or are they going to be on a marketplace? Uh, yeah, so Galactic Angels do live on. 
um, we are in process of migrating them to Polygon. Yeah, I read that. <laughs> <laughs> well, one of our Angel Alliance partners, um, One Planet, uh, graciously offered to help with that migration process for us, uh, and we didn't have our, our own team to handle that. So um, took them up on that, and the Polygon ecosystem has been very welcoming. I'm excited about the, the vibrant NFT ecosystem over there, um, tapping into uh, alliances with a number, number of projects and having the ability to expand the Angel Alliance. Uh, and the Galactic Angels are always going to be the first and likely rarest NFT collection for Angel Protocol. Uh, as such, um, they are going to help usher in the future of NFT strategy for Angel um, and really help with interfacing with other NFT projects. Um, and will be recipients of a new NFT mint. So there will be more details to come on that. Uh, but any Galactic Angels holders will be dropped um, a mint of that new NFT when available. And a lot that we are excited to explore and develop here. Um, one person uh, on the in in the spaces right now, uh, Colin Johnson. He actually was instrumental in a number of initiatives for Angel. Uh, one of them being the Restore Earth campaign, which introduced Galactic Angels and used them to to gamify charitable giving uh, to great success. We were able to to raise 1.5 million for climate change charities, um, and then uh, also helping develop out a framework for NFT monetization. Um, and this really gets into the same concept of using gamification for good. Uh, how how can you give people? How can you help encourage people to generate the most impact possible? How do you reward them for donating to charitable causes, for in investing in impact organizations, for participating in governance, for promoting charities? Um, there's all of these types of behaviors that we want to incentivize. And we're actually going to build that into our reputation system with Angel uh, and likely have an effectively an avatar functionality within Angel where you'll be able to access your NFTs, uh, earn different tiers and ranks of NFTs based on the type of impacts you're making and activities you're taking on chain. Uh, and then be, really the goal would be to make that a, a composable type thing, which we can carry forward into other uh, metaverses. Uh, and was another reason for Polygon, um, because uh, we, we can't reveal too much, but we do have a partner that is working on avatars um, that will be composable across different environments, four different protocols, um, and they will be doing that on Polygon. So that was another reason to, to go that direction for the Galactic Angels. So a long answer, but uh, suffice to say, yes, they're going to remain an entire part of Angel going forward. <laughs> that, that that's amazing and well that that, that was all from me uh well i, I would be definitely following up your project very closely uh, i really like the idea and and i don't know uh i just opened up the web page and it got my attention right away and and yeah so i just wish uh the best for you and and if you're gonna be like you're saying and and you're gonna incentivize good behavior you want to incentivize uh, people doing good uh, I just hope that you can make it happen, right? Uh, the the last thing that I want to mention was uh, just a little flag on the angelalliance.io webpage. If you click on members, uh, it doesn't show anything. Uh, so I, I can't see the members on the Angel Alliance. And if you click on podcast, there's also no information there. The leaderboard, uh, that one works. 
but members and podcast staff didn't work on the angelalliance.io. We just wanted to let you know that. No, th thank you for that. Yeah, we're, we're actually in the process of getting that updated. Uh, the whole Angel Protocol homepage will be updated, and part of that is going to incorporate a section for the Angel Alliance. So uh, a lot of what you see there is going to be taken over. Um, but that's another exciting part of it, right? So we were just talking about NFTs and uh, incentivizing behavior that way. Uh, there's also an alliance to recognize their different giving partners and their giving levels, uh, the types of programs they're participating. Uh, and we want to make that something that they can display for themselves and their whole community as a badge of pride. Um, so a lot more to come on the Angel Alliance front very soon. I bet. Well, thank you so much, sir. And, and have a nice rest of the have a nice uh, rest of the day, right? Thank you. Dude, thanks so much for popping up your questions. Um, anyone else, as always, feel free to come up if you want to ask your own questions or just shout out. Um, speaking of NFTs, though, and charitable acts, uh, we have Jacob Remy, who just popped up, who is doing some of that stuff uh, with Atlas DAO. So let me turn it over to you, Jacob. Thanks for popping up. Hey, thank, thank, thank you for having this space. Uh, it's amazing. Yeah, so I just want to say that I, I kind of started a project uh, in the sense of giving back in the travel in the travel space but one thing that i've been struggling about is i wanted to to start a non-profit organization kind of like incorporating florida and do all that the paperwork and all that and also uh bring to the to the blockchain but i just want to know your advice about that what do you think about it doing that way or try to make it as blockchain possible because I I want that because at first I needed to bootstrap in a, a community first because I wanted to have other people involved into it and I saw NFT as a way to do it so that's why I kind of launched uh, a first collection which is the the Skymark NFT uh, to bootstrap the community and get people involved in the aspect of giving back instead of focusing on the on the profits and. So I just want to know your advice. Like, what do you think about that aspect? You know, it's funny, Jacob. I think that question is how me and Chauncey met. I think I hit them up to basically ask that. I was like, so setting up an official nonprofit, if so, what country versus fully DAO or like, so yeah, and, I, and I'm still not even 100% clear, but that's just really funny that that's, that's how we met, I think. Yeah, so this is a great question. Um, and I think it speaks to this idea of progression in the space, right? So Angel Protocol started with a charity marketplace. Uh, we're expanding to this ecosystem for impact-driven communities. Uh, we do have a registered nonprofit component. So there is like a, a registered brick-and-mortar component to, to Angel. Um, however, I feel like the direct actually be moving is with these decentralized organizations um, and it's a tough barrier to to cross right because at a certain point if you want to scale and have the most impact um, you're really going to need to be able to provide tax benefits to your donors if you want to provide tax benefits to your donors you're providing tax benefits for you know inherently a, a fiat nation state based taxation system and you're going to have to be registered if possible. Uh, and, and it's unfortunate, right? Because be, because of that system in particular, uh, a lot of 
organizations around the world are forced to register and comply with U.S. 501c3 regulations uh, if they want to receive donations from anyone in the U.S. effectively. Uh, so it's a weird system that needs disruption. Uh, I think it really depends on your aims and goals. I think that you can scale and be an effective organization without ever registering as an actual nonprofit, right? Uh, the beauty of, of an on-chain organization is the proof is on-chain, right? So you build up your reputation by showing that the funds that you receive are distributed to organizations and, and you prove that track record with people and you continue to raise funds based on that track record. So I'm very supportive of, of decentralized online first uh, impact organizations. Um, that's where this whole idea of impact DAOs and, and angel growth funds really originated, right? Uh, we saw all of these people setting up organizations. They all had the same questions of, of how to organize, whether they should have a token, how to manage their treasury, how to meet other founders. Uh, and that's what angel growth funds are meant to address on all accounts. So we're really trying to foster basically exactly the type of organization that wants to go decentralized uh, Web3 first. All right, so on that end, so do you have like a, uh, I think it, should, it would be great to have a, a program, I guess, project, we want to go that round so they have a, a community of supports that can help go that process. I don't know if, if Angel Oracle has something like this. Oh, it, interesting. Do you mean, Jacob, do you mean almost like if Angel had an incubator for efforts like yours, like kind of sub charities almost? Is that or a framework or something? I would say technically a framework, but more i more kind of like a, a group of people that's there uh to give guidance because most projects are different could, could also work but Sub-down. what i think what i think would be best is having a, a group of people who's dedicated at helping other projects on the ground kind of like give them uh give them idea give them uh the resources that they need not technically money wise but like the the knowledge that they need because I know there's a couple of people who want to do non-profit and all that in the crypto in the crypto space, but they don't have the knowledge. They don't have the the how could I say the yeah it's a lot let's just say the knowledge of those to do so so you could have, yeah, have yeah. Thing that I, help I, them go and, and get started. That would be amazing. Yeah I I heard someone say sub DAO. I mean that could be a mission for, for a sub DAO and well so Travis I if I was just going to say, I mean, angel growth funds are exactly meant to address this. Yeah. Um, that That is building up that ecosystem of impact-driven communities exactly for the network effect of being able to support one another. Um, sure. Yeah, 100%. Good, yeah, sure, driver, sorry, let's go ahead. Yeah, no, no. I, from a technical perspective, that's what it is. That there's uh, What he was talking about was also guidance on how, how specifically to navigate things. Uh, and that can be, you know, that might be educational resources that we produce or, you know, a subgroup produces, um, whatever it might be. He's talking about like running, you know, the, the whole thing top to bottom kind of thing. Um, is, is it that, well, that's, that's what I mean, though, Trevor. That's what I'm saying. We're fostering that. So we're fostering all of these different people who are setting up nonprofit organizations, setting up impact DAOs bring them together in one space right. where they can share best practice, help lift each other up. Because really, a rising right. tide lifts all boats. Absolutely. And also, um, I, and one I'm thing sorry. I want to... Yeah. Oh, go ahead, go ahead. 
Yeah, one thing I want to point to, point to is because we were talking about uh, DAOs and decentralized organizations. I uh, I shared a a message up here at the top. I shared a tweet. Uh, although it's, it sounds a little grim in the in the wake of tragedy, pessimism, and loss, it's actually if you click on it, uh, it's actually the link to the Yellow Boat video, Chauncey. Uh, if anybody wants to take a look at a, a really good example of, uh, I guess it's the first uh, Dano uh, vote <laughs> uh, where we allocated what was it, Chauncey? Like around five hundred thousand for Yellow Boat. Correct. Yeah. And Yellow Boat's doing amazing work there on the ground. Um, you know, with climate change, obviously, extreme weather is picked up everywhere. And with the island nation like the Philippines, uh, they get hit especially hard by typhoons. Um, and so they got they got rocked uh, with one of their uh, most destructive ever last year. Um, and Yellow Boat's been on the ground. They've been an organization on board of Angel Protocol. Um, and that's where the beauty of having a global network of charity NGOs comes into play, uh, because we have people and organizations on the ground when acute needs uh, arise. So we've been able to help fund organizations like Yellow Boat in the Philippines, as well as a number of refugee organizations for Ukraine. Um, and we plan to continue to, to mobilize to be able to raise funds for acute needs where possible. But Trev, thank you for sharing that because I really want more people to get eyes on that video. Um, what they're doing there is really inspiring. Yeah, so um, so how do I reach out to, who do I reach out also about the, how could I say, the resources, like the help that uh, maybe a DAO, a non-profit DAO might need? What kind of like reach out to Angel Protocol in the sense? Yeah, come hop in our Discord. Uh, would love to. Would love to there, and uh, that way, you know, any questions can help everyone there. All right, that's good then. Awesome. Yeah, you guys should definitely talk. I think there's a lot of us incentive lines, uh, incentives align in Atlas DAO and what Angel wants to accomplish. Um, Sefi, thanks for popping on, my man. I feel like we haven't spoken in a while. Hey but guys, glad to have you up here. Yeah, Chauncey, good catching up with you too, man. Trev, how's everybody? Um, hey, uh, you know, uh, I, I was thinking about this from Halo um, uh, before. Like, what, I, I guess, what do you think is the sort of like missing ingredient of maybe advertising? You know, because the thing is, like, if you think of any charity, you know, like, I don't know whether it's like Bruce Wayne and the charity ball and Batman type of concept where, you know, you have these like events, you have charities, things associated with sports. Um, there's almost this idea of attracting people through either entertainment or networking or some sort of shenanigans, right? Like there must be entire books written on how to like convince people to part with their money and like give it to a charity. Um, and I, I'm just curious, like what type of um like maybe tactics, tactics that like uh yeah that that yeah. what kind of tactics does that represent from a crypto perspective uh, you know to me it's like eyes on a web page or eyes on a project like there's nothing specific about crypto that solves that problem right like it, it like crypto doesn't advertise for you automatically like what do you guys think about that and how to budget for that or whatever like or what are you guys doing yeah, so really for us, it's mainly providing the, the vehicle for charities. Um, so a charity or any impact organization can set up on Angel quickly for free uh, and be able to raise funds from people all over the world. 
So uh, does that immediately give them the reach for those people to see their page? No. Um, and to a certain degree, that's going to have to fall on the charities themselves. But I also think a key part of it is the curation score element. So um, this is where we really try and encourage charities to be transparent and open with their communities, share impact stories around, share impact reports and financials so people can uh, see where the money is going, how it's being used for, for impact. Um, and that curation score, decentralizing that and uh, putting that in the hands of the community is something that wouldn't really be possible without crypto. Um, so I think for the Halo token, it does provide a unique opportunity to to achieve these abundance mindset win-win situations where you can have a donor benefit um, by donating to a charity, uh, getting a stake in, in their endowment yield, um, being able to signal your support for them. Um, now you're incentivized to help fundraise for that charity. So if you've staked Halo with a charity uh, and you get a share of the overall yield from their endowment, you now actually have skin in the game to go help that charity raise funds because you will enjoy in their success. Uh, and this is what, I, what, what we try and get at with this win and help win idea. Um, we think that you know, a purely altruistic uh, appeal to charity is going to have limited effectiveness, right? And sure, certain people are going to be drawn to that, and we applaud those people. Um, but we're also realistic, right? Incentives drive human behavior. Um, and so by leaning into those incentives and being able to use uh, a token economy to help align those incentives for the outcomes that will be desirable for all parties of the ecosystem, uh, I think that's where the magic really happens. I was thinking maybe like, uh, I don't know, maybe there's like a angel NFT series of some kind. And, you know, like maybe you have other uh, ecosystems let's say a validator says hey you know what we will you know give you a greater portion of the yield of your atom investment if you happen to hold you know this like you know halo nft in your wallet or something like that like you create some maybe added incentives or booster effects to something else that someone's doing in crypto maybe i don't know just kind of like coming up with ideas to make this more passive so that like once you do it once and you you donate to this like you see maybe some sort of like membership benefits i know it, it winds up being kind of like, uh, a security in a sense in that regard but <laughs> it's like but it would be something that would be you wouldn't sell it as something like um a benefit, those would be benefits that other protocols would give to it, not necessarily something that Angel themselves would do, maybe. Something yeah, like that, maybe. It, it's funny, you you just mentioned something all, all, almost on the notes that we've been exploring for the finding difference there is it wouldn't be Spark or Angel that is like necessarily paying for incentivizing donations, but rather a donor, in your example, a validator who is just saying, I could donate straight to Angel Protocol or I could donate through this kind of secondary mechanism directly towards giving them some runway funds for advertising or for users getting a benefit to donate. Um, yeah. So kind of funny you brought that up. But for like a DAO? Yeah, well, so for for our idea was like partnering with validators that their way of giving 
back to Spark as opposed to donating directly to it would be to reward Spark holders slightly more when staking with them or something along those lines. Again, nothing's been like hammered out, but yeah. Funny enough, Jacob actually runs a a validator also now, so that would be kind of funny. Well, it was Spark. It's a little bit different because with Spark, definitely the validators themselves are getting an indirect benefit because Spark is designed to like promote Cosmosmos in a way, right? So yeah, that's a yeah. more like direct benefit to the validator to do this. With a charity, it's both an indirect benefit to like anybody that's doing any charitable donation. The effect is like really, really like, you know, 17 steps removed from your immediate life, right? Like if, if I'm going to go help someone you know, rebuild a house in the Philippines, right? Like that is something that's not going to have a direct impact on my life at this moment. So it takes a higher level of abstraction and imagination to get to that level for people. But so Spark's a little bit different in that regard, but I I just don't know how much maybe popularity there'd be among, you know, validators to say like, okay, you know how like, I don't know, uh, restaurants and stuff do this kind of thing, right? You go to like, I don't know, you go to your local Sonic or whatever, and they're like, hey, if you buy this, you know, like, you know, chicken sandwich today, then you will donate, you know, such and such to certain charities. So like, but it's only for that sandwich or something, right? So they do it to kind of help with their marketing and they kind of like co-mingle yes. this, right? I wonder so if you could maybe, a validator, maybe a validator might like entice people to consider validating with them because they do do this compared to others that don't maybe it's like a mm-hmm. marketing benefit to them somehow no exactly a decentralization effort yeah i i couldn't agree more that spark's definitely different just fundamentally it's even funny when i was first explaining the concept to my you know non-web3 family like my parents and such they're like oh so you're not really a charity like they're expecting me to describe something <laughs> like angel um but but yeah a way to way to think the way we've thought about it um which does, again, align differently for Angel than it would for us. But a validator could, let's say, donate $1,000, or they could do out some math and say, you know, if we gave this much more percentage to people who donate, assuming an average whatever, you know, we'll lose about uh, $1,000 this year um, through, through giving out extra rewards. It's kind of the same initial cost there, but then they get the marketing benefit of oh now i'll have more delegators going forward this could uh, net me more overall so again something we're only playing with but something that would actually be really interesting to see like how it would be implemented for spark versus angel I, i'm not saying angels working on anything like that necessarily but just yeah it would be like very similar things but probably implemented quite differently um yeah yeah, so so I want to give Colin a chance to jump in here because I think he's got some some good ideas around this. But but Safi, you're you're right on. That's exactly the kind of stuff we're trying to achieve. Positive um, side, right? That we have the Angel Alliance. Uh, we have giving partners who pledge the revenue. Uh, we have the Locked for Good program where they can donate their native tokens, um, and that has raised a ton of funds. Um, and it's also great publicity and PR for the projects involved. And I know it's a soft metric kind of thing. Uh, but gener- but people demand impact in their products, and it really does influence which protocols, which products people purchase, all of these things. Uh, and I think that's a rising demand that we see in culture of people wanting change. Um, it's not a 
pay kind of thing where like that alone will make the difference. Uh, but there is a reputational PR benefit to joining giving pledges, to donating to charity. Uh, and that's where we want to recognize that with, uh, with cross promotion, with NFT badges, um, with different charity events, highlighting giving partners. Uh, so yes, 100%. Yeah, can I, can I hop in here for just a hot second? Uh, I, I think, and hi guys, this is Colin Johnson. I, I ran the Restore Earth campaign for Inver Protocol, still, still advise them. Uh, I think one, like one of the big aspects here, and we talked about this before, was so, something like Popes, right? And Soulbound NFT is where you're actually basically, like, look, people have like Board Ape Yacht Club NFTs because they want to show off and have street cred and say like, hey, I'm cool because I own this thing. Um, what we were sort of striving for with something like Galactic Angels, which was the reward for uh, donating to Restore Earth, was, oh, I actually did something that's awesome and impactful, right? Versus, oh, I bought something that's awesome and impactful. And I think when you when you start to, like, actually dissect what matters and, like, you know, the content of skirts, it's what they did rather than the thing that they bought. Uh, and I think that Angel Protocol is, is, in my mind, the people who have the, like, the tier five, six, and seven galactic angels are the ones who should by far get the most street cred because of what they've done rather than the thing that they've purchased. Um, and I think the more that we start to think about uh, what that means and, and like it's sort of the actions that people have taken, the better off we'll be. So like Delphi Lab started creating this avatar protocol before Terra just kind of died. Uh, and we were chatting with them about, all right, like what are all the different NFTs that we can create, we can deliver to folks and, and the first batch of NFTs that were going to be Angel Protocol NFTs were going to go to people who had Galactic Angels, right? And they had Galactic Angels because they donated to Restore Earth because they were part of that $1.5 million campaign that, uh, that really drove a, a lot of funds towards good causes and woke up a lot of different uh, nonprofits to the idea of cryptocurrency. Now, like things went sour with, with Terra, obviously, but that was it was kind of a huge moment and it was all based upon people doing good and then we wanted to sort of continue this avatar protocol the idea um with with those folks like we wanted we wanted to start there with the folks who did something that, that was really really impactful uh so i think that that should live on i guess is what i'm getting at here uh that idea that you can look at someone's wallet and see the actions that they've taken and how those have impacted and done good and then send rewards to those people and give them sort of the social credit that they deserve as opposed to someone who's just sort of like Hey, I bought 19 Levana dragons. And to be clear, I love Levana dragons and own some, but like rather than reward those folks, like reward the people who, who decided to, to, decided to, uh, to really kind of impact the world in a positive way. So the more we move towards, hey, they did something good versus they bought something good, the better off we'll be. And I think Angel Protocol is very well positioned to, to take advantage of that. Um, so yeah, that's what I would say. Yeah, I just want to say that. Uh, um... Sean, I joined the, the Discord, so I might be able to chat after. Just saying. <laughs> awesome. Sounds good, Jacob. I'll get back to you there, man. Uh, and I put the Discord um, in, link in the, in the, at the top so you can join and, and ask questions if you, if you wanted to join and, and engage there. Yeah, I was just going to say in general, um, we don't have them up here co-hosting, but like if you want to hop to the Angel Protocol page, first retweet up above, and then um, they're also in the, in the audience right now. Um, let me get also, let me go snag some post from Angel Alliance just so people can hop there from the pin tweets. Chauncey, what you described with like charities trying to show the type of benefits, uh, you know, 
like, in other words, the deployment of those funds and like showing where, what the outcome of that was, I mean, that by definition is proof of work, right? <laughs> so it's like, it's like the existence for Bitcoin, except it's harder with charity. Very clever. It's, har it's hard to actually, <laughs> it's actually hard to, um, like it's it, that verifiable proof of work is actually a difficult problem for charities always. And that's also getting back to what Jacob was saying earlier, like fostering new charities. Part of why it's hard for like, like an angel protocol to just go up and help new charities is they would have a hard time figuring out like who's legit and who isn't to some extent. Right. And that's one of the problems with, that's why there's so many regulations in the United States with the charity creation. That's part of that. As well, because if you if you sour people with a lot of scam charities, then what ends up happening is, is people don't want to give to real ones, and real ones end up getting bigger and bigger because they become trusted organizations. They're you know charities aren't really trustless, and they have to prove what they've done, and it's it's a different uh, well, it, like so. In other words, you you want them to verify they're legit. Um, but it does add more time and effort to their budget to prove that they're legit. Yeah. And that's part of the problem. <laughs> it's like, hey, hey, Sefi, have you looked into Aqua DAO yet? Speaking no, of that, it seems like they bring water to people in third world countries, but they sell like an NFT so that they have funding to do this. And there's, they seem like a legit project. And Timmy actually looked into it, but I'm like not sure. And it would be nice to see some kind of. You know, the, the, the only the only thing I'm sure about is that those videos weren't edited. I don't know if they're legit is, or not, but yeah. Which is uh, I can I don't know. Odd Sundgren. So we go back over a year now, um, and we've we've been sharing impact stories uh, since Angel was in the first hack. <laughs> was thinking of setting up a DAO at that time. I mean, I can't you know give a hundred and ten percent like I have been on the ground with him and seen <laughs> wells, um, but I can say. <laughs> A very genuine person the, the whole time that I've known him, uh, well before AquaDAO was actually a thing. So I, I'm fine. Yeah, their their model seems to be like we'll sell you a batch of NFTs and then we'll take your money and do something with it. And that just seems to be the repeating how they do yeah. it, I guess. It, Which be, if you it'll it'll be interesting to see like oh no it'll no be go interesting ahead. Interesting to see see like how it works because they they, they have a token and they pledged some of their tokens to our, uh, I, I believe it's through our lock for good for the yield, but I believe I was looking at the value accrual that I think the yield comes from a return on however they use the funds. So I think there also has to be some, some kind of investment on the ground by them. So I'm not really sure uh, how yeah. it ends up coming back, but I wasn't super clear on it, but I know that they pledged tokens, which is a good thing. Interesting. Yeah, they seem like they're legit. It just looks like there's no, you know, you can't see any. It just looks very untransparent. You know, I would just like to see more on-chain yeah. stuff. To Which, to be honest, might be partly for the reason like Safi just touched on, right? Where if you yeah. are a small grassroots project trying to really make a difference with minimal funding, minimal team, there is effort to be put into like proper transparency and like it it's possible they just right now are focusing elsewhere but that does need to be a priority at some point for all all charitable orgs obviously yeah although i wouldn't say they're doing bad right i mean i, I don't keep up to date too much but everything i've seen looks like pretty good i think they're doing cool stuff it seems like they're the trying part. yeah and yeah. I, I also add the twitter space uh with the founder and it's, it seemed pretty cool and also yeah. yeah, and I did partner with them, so I'm planning on giving some of uh, 
value the rewards for star games in a sense. Oh, cool. Yeah, so I would say I, I'm not, I don't know the whole story behind it, but so far I trust them in a sense. So, because I, I give them benefit of the doubt. I would say in a sense. Cool. Yeah. Um, I don't want to detract too much, but just because you mentioned Aqua was partaking in this, and I think it's a really cool program. We haven't met it right at the beginning and some people have kind of trickled in and rotated out also i needed to pick one of the tweets on angel alliance to pin above so i just maybe real quick let's just talk on the lock forever program what is a more catchy term for that but i, I just like the concept there where a project can say here is some funds yield bearing funds whether they're native tokens or um, secondary assets and being able to say, yeah, they'll, they'll never get sold, but the yield that they generate can be paid out into charity, basically, right? So it seems like Kujijira is uh, someone partaking in that. That's the tweet I chose to pin from Angel Alliance above. And then did you, Trevor, mention Aqua is also partaking in that? Or did I misunderstand? Yeah, Aqua's pledge tokens. Um, I'm not sure how it yields but they mm-hmm. pledge tokens. So uh, it's basically a two-step process with, within the alliance. You basically, uh, in onboarding, you basically become a pledge partner where you've pledged X amount, X percentage, X percent of your mint, that kind of thing. Uh, and then the, you know, when you when you follow through with with your donation, then you're like a full part, uh, a full alliance member. So uh, a lot of projects, uh, yeah, th- that's really how you start out. So uh, they've pledged tokens, but. Um, that's where we're at right now. I think they they haven't but launched yeah. yet. It's really yeah. It's really so with the locked for good program, we noticed an issue with incentive alignment. Right, there are all of these massive protocols that sit largely on their own treasury token as the yeah treasury. Uh, they want to donate that for impact. I mean, you saw what happened with ship. Right, uh, <laughs> a bunch of ship got donated to Vitalik or got sent to Vitalik. Uh, he's he liquidated that all for charity. It tanked the price of ship. It was this whole spectacle. It was really interesting on multiple levels, and there's a lot we could discuss of, of everything that went on there. Um, but the point is, it's going to scare other protocols away from donating their native token, right? So let's say the the Juno community wants to to join the the Locked for Good program. Um, and there is a monolithic Juno community, but just <laughs> for the sake of argument, Juno wants to participate. Uh, the The community fund isn't going to just send a bunch of Juno to be liquidated for charity. They could do that, but it's harmful to the community. And so that's not going to get voted on by governance. Um, so you have to align the incentives to make it easy to give. If you don't make it easy to give, then giving's not going to happen. It's just human nature. So with Locked for Good, uh, we align that incentive by saying we will never mark all the tokens donated. We will lock them up in perpetuity. This creates a new generative giving engine where the yield from that position, whether it's staked in governance, whether it's an LP position, the yield from that continually gets harvested. Part of it compounds the position, so the actual principle grows over time. The rest of it gets sent to charities and impact organizations around the world. So you can align incentives, create more giving, um, and any one protocol doing this is like a drop, right? But all together, it becomes an ocean. And all of the participants, and I think we're, you know, Trev can confirm, I think we're up to about six different protocols now that have joined the Locked for Good program. 
Um, yeah. And it's just one of multiple ways to donate. And just quick segue, because we haven't touched on it yet, but this is a good point to note that we did launch our Juno Validator this week. Um, before you stake your Juno, please note that it is 100% commission. Uh, the commission goes entirely to, uh, to charities and funding the work that Angel Protocol is doing. Um, so only delegate what you're willing to, to give up in terms of staking emissions. Uh, but it is an, an easy, passive way that you can contribute to impactful change without having to sell your actual Juno tokens themselves. Okay, I got. I have two questions. I'll go with the easier one first. So if I were to partake in that, like I wanted to donate super easily, just delegate some Juno to you guys, how might that sort of uh, donation route work as far as whatever types of incentives might come down the line for being a donor, whether it's NFT collections, um, like it would, do do you get what I'm asking? Am I asking that poorly? No, 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 hundred percent. And actually this is one, if, if Colin's still around, I'll let him answer part of this because he did help develop the whole incentive program with NFTs around this. But uh, I will note we have already done airdrops to angel stakers in the past for the the Luna charitable validator. Um, we also have so we have a charitable charitable validator on Terra two. Uh, we also have a charitable validator on Juno. You can stake in either place. Um, but yes, uh, we've airdropped in the past to stakers to the validator, uh, and we will continue to do so in the future. Um, so that's taken the form of both uh, commitments of Halo airdrop as well as uh, different NFTs. Awesome, sweet. Okay, my next one's kind of a kind of a heavy hitter, so I'm gonna let Del Delray pop back in here real quick. I see your hand. Thank you, Timmy. Uh, really easy. What's the name on the validator? Uh, Angel Protocol. It's the same Angel Protocol. Okay, thank you. Very welcome. Sweet. Okay, so, um, bit of a loaded question, but thinking ahead and in particular, learning from Terra, right? So while I'm sure some charities will be set up such that, you know, any amount helps, there's no particular goals, like it's an ongoing thing. I assume there might be other ones that actually like plan around certain amounts of funding, uh, whether that's consistent or a funding goal or whatever it might be. How do you account for some of these locked forever tokens becoming worthless and like that yield potentially drying up and maybe a project being left high in the drive halfway through their engaging their operations or however it might look. Yeah. So there's a couple different angles to that. Um, for any specific impact project or charity, uh, they most likely would not be dependent on a specific yield source in that way. So most funds for locked for good and uh, our, our primary path after overland donations is through that aforementioned AP endowment. Uh, so any one yield source drying up should not be a threat to any one organization on the other end. Uh, so that's, that's one angle of that. Uh, the other thing I would say is it's all a risk-reward play, right? If we have 10 different projects committed to the Locked for Good program, um, and, you know, let's say seven of those fizzle out and two do okay and one does spectacularly well, um, that's going to bring up the mean, right? And it's it's going to be, it, it's overall a bet on the overall Web3 ecosystem. 
Uh, and we do believe that Web3 is here to stay, regardless of coin prices, regardless of current market sentiment and macro conditions. The underlying technology enables coordination and value transfer in a way that has never been possible before. Um, and when I hear people talk about lack of real world utility for, for Web3, I want to scream from the mountaintops because uh, we have over 160 charities telling us the exact opposite. Uh, we have 160 charities who who sat with us through the Terra collapse, who saw the funds in their endowment drop to, to zero, effectively. Um, and uh, we've been able to restore a lot of those funds uh, through different donations and airdrops. Um, but throughout the entire process, the charities have continued to echo, uh, what you're doing is important. We want to stick with you. We believe in it. Uh, we have uh, over eight different charity signups that are pending as soon as we're able to relaunch our marketplace because charities need a way to raise funds. They need a way to reach a global audience. And almost any other solution available to them is predatory in some fashion, whether it's in the form of you know thousands of dollars of setup fees and a percentage of every donation they receive um, or simply scamming charities out of money altogether. Uh, it's unfortunately an area that there are a lot of naive and people, which invites a lot of predatory scammers. Uh, and it is the perfect use case for where blockchain transparency and decentralized communities and curation are perfectly suited to make an actual real world change. So I have a question. Oh, sorry. Yeah, so the charity in, in, in your program, are they uh, 501c3 or just DAO in this sense? So for the charity marketplace itself, uh, the organization has to be a registered charitable organization in their jurisdiction, and they need to have public financial records. So if those two conditions are met, they're available to be publicly listed on our charity marketplace, which allows them to be discoverable by other people. Um, if their financial statements have also been audited by third parties, then they're eligible to receive funding from the Angel Alliance. Um, if they are either not a registered charity um, or they don't have financial statements available, they're still allowed to use the platform. And indeed, it is going to be open source and permissionless. Uh, but they wouldn't be on the actual front end publicly discoverable charity marketplace. So, yes, they can use the technology. No, we wouldn't advertise them or, or put them up for discovery to donors without having those preconditions met. Can I, can I add one thing too to, to that previous point, like just to get to the core of it for, for a second here? Uh, and it's sort of like, what are the expectations of the nonprofit? And is it too, like, are things too volatile for them? Um, I, I would argue that there's like, there's no way the world won't be a better place if nonprofits and charity, charitable organizations have exposure to the growth of nonprofit or to, sorry, to the growth. Uh, rather than not having exposure to the growth, right? So you can think about the two worlds, one in which, you know, nonprofits, they, they just completely stay out of crypto because it's a little too volatile and, and like maybe things could go wrong, which they did very much so with, with Terra recently. Um, or, or you can think about the world in which, okay, like who do we want to actually have exposure to the growth that's happening in this space? Like, I don't really give a shit, pardon, pardon the language, if VCs make more money off of crypto, but it would be fantastic Right. If some of the benefits that come along with growth of a new sector were applied to nonprofits, uh, so there's some degree to which you need to have 
you need to be a little bit conservative because you're a nonprofit and you need to sort of ensure that you have the budget that you need to get things done that actually impact real people. But on the other hand, it's like, I don't just want the people with money to have more money because they have exposure to this, this ecosystem, right? So you have to balance those things out. And we really, one of, the, one of the best parts about Angel Protocol is that they're making efforts to allow access to this massively growing, like there's no way that crypto isn't going to be the next biggest thing in like all of finance. I just, I think a lot of us fundamentally believe that even after, you know, the fall of many things. Um, yeah, and I it agree. It would be awful. It would be awful if there weren't exposure to that from the groups that actually need it most, right? Like the groups that can actually do the best things with it. And instead we just let others sort of take the risk, but also reap all, all of the benefits. So finding that balance is something that I think Chauncey and the Angel team have been really, really good at. Colin, I, I probably should have been following you before, but I most certainly am now. I was beautifully sad. Yeah. I couldn't agree more. I'll send a follow also. I got to go walk the dogs. It was a good talk, guys. Always appreciate having you, Chris. Enjoy the walk. Um, yeah, I think that's a fantastic way to look at it. Uh, like, and, and also just, I, I guess I just also want to kind of jump on the point that Chauncey mentioned outright, and then you were kind of touching on a crypto web three being something that's here to stay but also a lot of criticism about it not being anything and not having a point um i was talking with uh, about this with trevor earlier today actually it's like to be honest right now 99 maybe 98 percent of crypto is like useless it's not really needed it doesn't solve any existing problems the ones that do solve problems are solving self-created problems that other crypto projects made for themselves. However, charity is something you can point to right now that does not fall in that category, where you don't, you don't even need to be, as long as you have a somewhat fundamental concept, what blockchain is, how it differs, or most importantly, a public blockchain, um, how it differs from traditional databases, as long as you have a little bit of that, I think it's pretty easy to wrap your head around how charities are like the perfect example of directly benefiting both the receivers and the donors of funds, as well as the people managing it, like Chauncey and Trevor and you guys. I'm sure once everything's ironed out and we're not so much in the Wild West, it's even going to be easier running this stuff and managing it because you have uh, a lot of the tools that blockchain provides. So it's kind of funny that we've been talking about you know, no, people want to get in through charity to this emerging market of stuff that does matter. Whereas the stuff that does matter, one of those things already not in the future is just charities being more effective. Like just imagine the day that will come when the Red Cross moves to some kind of blockchain. Maybe it'll be their own or CBDC. Maybe it won't even be a decentralized blockchain, but maybe it'll be something that anyone can quant, uh, query and scan with like a mint scan type thing. Who knows? Um, so yeah, I just need to jump in on that because I get questions from people outside of crypto as well as just conversations amongst other cosmonauts all the time about the actual like use and value of crypto. And uh Charity is one of my favorite examples because I think it's something that inherently just needs more transparency and trust to it. Uh, like someone was mentioning earlier, I think it was Sefi, charities are inherently a trusted thing, right? They're not trustless. And at first glance, you might think, oh, isn't that kind of the opposite of crypto? Crypto is all about being trustless, but almost two different uses of the word, right? It, the 
charity itself, the organization, needs to be trusted. And blockchain can help with that. That was maybe a little long-winded. Um, but fantastic, oh, man. Like technology alone is not a panacea, right? We are trying to create the infrastructure and the tools that enable people to to drive this impact, to to have their voice heard about what's impactful and what matters to them. Um, and not no one thing is going to solve that, that right? It is this collective yeah. together. Yeah, well put. Um, nerdtastic, thanks for popping up. Do you want to ask these guys some questions or? No, dude, I'm just pretty happy to be here. No, uh, <laughs> to be honest, <laughs> uh, you're the first group chat I came across that was speaking English. And <laughs> it was like, uh, gives a bit of that, you know what I mean? I was like, <laughs> I if I can that. just, if I can just get in on this conversation, I'll be happy. The rest of it's <laughs> fucked, you know what I mean? I was talking Spanish to a fucking Swedish person there about two minutes ago. I think I'm not too sure what's going on. <laughs> What kind of spaces were you in? Oh, how, dude, some how, fucking... How'd you find this space, actually? I'm curious. Oh, I put my index finger on my screen and scrolled until I heard something that resembled English. And this is good enough for me, dude. Cool. So not following anyone in here, just stumbled across it? No, dude, I am a virgin to all of you. <laughs> I have no idea who the fuck you ah. are. <laughs> Well, we are talking about how blockchain and crypto can make charity better and like philanthropy. Dude, and- I can tell you how masturbating and sleeping alone will keep you happy, but I don't. <laughs> Interesting. So, anyways, um, cool. So, did was I, I guess I wanted to next or at some point now is as good a time as ever touch on like the halo token and plans for that. I actually genuinely don't know anything about that myself, like migration, new chain, how those, I, I mean, I know they're still on Terra classic. I assume see thoughts and like see how things were, but yeah, future of the halo token. Yeah, so uh, we did do a snapshot uh, courtesy of our friends at Flipside Crypto, who are also a member of the Angel Alliance. Uh, but they captured a snapshot for all Halo, uh, whatever state it was in, whether it was staked in the protocol, LP'd, um, or in some form of claim or vesting status. Uh, so all of those token holders and their, their token amounts are going to be honored uh, when we relaunch the token. Um, with Halo, it's it's a governance token in a true sense. Uh, it gives you governance not over not only over the actual protocol parameters itself. Um, it's going to be uh, used to vote for representative councils who will make part of the decision making because uh, we feel like a, a representative democracy is is the best sort of on chain governance that we can. Uh, um, strive for. So they'll be electing uh, actual boards uh, with an angel protocol to help make certain decisions. Uh, much more impactfully and exciting, uh, they will have control over the AP endowment uh, and be able to vote on how those funds get allocated. So this is this is not only, this is going to take many forms, right? Um, sometimes it's a charity uh, appealing for funds. Uh, this was the case with Yellow Boat and the video that Treb shared uh, where $500,000 uh, was actually voted on by Halo holders to go from the AP endowment to, a, uh, to Yellow Boat. So that was an on-chain governance decision by the DAO, uh, or as we refer to it, the DANO, uh, Decentralized Autonomous Nonprofit Organization. 
So this uh, gets really exciting too when we bring in the whole impact space that I was talking about before with social entrepreneurs, with impact DAOs, because now the AP Endowment can also vote on providing grants to these different impact organizations. Uh, you hear about a cool project in Kenya about empowering local entrepreneurs. Um, you can fund that project. Uh, so I think that it is a, a really interesting space overall that I'm, I'm excited to explore. But the token economy allows people to participate, provide funds for impact, take an active voice. Uh, and that's really what's missing, right? We've talked about how impact can be disconnected in the sense that you don't feel like you're actually part of that decision-making process. Um, it, it's great to donate funds. It's even better to be able to decide where that impact gets distributed and see the results of that with different milestones, impact reports. Um, and ultimately, it is part of the whole incentive structure, right? So uh, we tried to pay attention to, to game theory and what types of behavior we wanted to incentivize, uh, second order effects that we wanted to avoid. So the way the system works, and I, did, I touched on this a little bit earlier, is uh, you don't just stake your halo to the protocol itself. You will stake it to a particular organization that you want to signal your support for. Um, these, this uh, curation and staking uh, then decides both the visibility of that organization on the platform, uh, and it also decides uh, how much automated funding those organizations receive from the Angel Alliance. So curation actually matters. Now, to take that a step further, uh, most of the Halo token supply is actually dedicated towards emissions in the form of donation uh, matching. What this means is if you donate $100 to an organization on Angel Protocol, you will actually receive back $10 worth of Halo. This $10 gets split. Uh, $4 worth of Halo goes to you and gets staked to the charity that you donated to. Uh, $4 uh, goes to the charity that you donated to. So they're actually receiving Halo as a result of your donation as well as you receiving Halo. And then $2, uh, $2 of that would actually effectively be burnt. Uh, this is not a deflationary mechanism for Halo. It actually refers to our bonding curves. So Delphi Digital uh, incubated us from a tokenomic perspective. Uh, and they helped us in bonding curves borrowed from the graph, which uh, allow people to signal curation and weight earlier curation stronger than later curation. So uh, you're incentivized for discovering new charities, for helping surface them through staking, uh, by donating to them, you get a stake in them directly while also giving them a passive income stream through the halo yield that they'll be receiving. Uh, and now you have that incentivized stake and skin in the game where because you get a stake in the charity's endowment fees by staking with them, you are incentivized to help raise funds and raise awareness for that charity because you now actually receive some benefit from that yourself. So you get to help the charity win and some small part of that helps you win as well. Beautiful. Yeah, go ahead, Jacob. Oh yeah. So as as for a platform, are you guys planning on on building your own orb on Cosmos, or are you planning on on building it on top of another chain? Uh, so we are probably going to start by building on uh, another chain. Um, I think that that Jake Hartnell from Juno put this well in one of the podcasts that I saw him on, uh, where he basically described Juno as a a launch pad for Cosmos ecosystem hubs, right? 
Uh, Juno is a great place to build, to start a protocol, and then you can take that and once you have enough traction and you've proved out that product market fit, um, you're able to then launch your own chain. And the beautiful thing about Cosmos is that is not a, a negative thing. That is a threatening thing. That's not a bad thing, right? We want to foster chains. We want to foster protocols to succeed. Uh, and we want to give them the, the types of ecosystems and spaces that they can do that in. So uh, in terms of exactly where we'll be launching, uh, there is uh, still pending confirmation on that. So the, we'll, we'll keep the community updated soon. Uh, but we will be launching on an existing chain for the moment. Wait. Um, I'm a little... Well, yeah, okay, so someone did uh, leave a question through reply, and I don't think we really want to talk about, like, token price. They're asking if they would expect um, a large increase in price with people buying on Juno soon, but I think what might be more interesting there is, like, what is actually the current state of the Halo token, I guess, on Lunk, on Luna Classic? Is it still technically being, like, traded? Or or is everything after the snapshot kind of just being ignored? Because they, like, mainly the reason I even bring that up at all is, like, yes, a few weeks ago it went up 4,000%. How would... Is that just, like, weird wash trading on, on Luna Classic? Or, like, what's... Yeah, so... um yeah, this this particular question comes from a member of the community who who, who likes to ask this question in our Telegram as well. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> no, no, it's good. I love his passion for the project. Uh, we've we've tried explaining though that we do not support uh, anything on Terra Classic at this point. Uh, we're honoring honoring a snapshot of the token just uh, just before the crash. Um, the thing is, there's little to no liquidity on Terra Classic. Yeah. So, the four thousand price pump isn't real, right? It's the fact that there's there's no actual money in the pool. Um, so, <laughs> you know, uh, I, I can't say that it's a, a bullish signal for Halo. Uh, any price action on Terra Classic? Um, I can say that I am very bullish on Halo overall, but um, really. But it also yeah. It it also doesn't make sense to look at Halo as an investment token. Like that might be a byproduct of it, but would you agree? Like that's definitely not the the way you should think about it and how to use it and why you would want to buy it. A hundred percent. You know, like I, I wanna be clear again and I'm gonna I'm gonna bring this example up because I do think it's an impactful, you know, clarifying point. This idea of win and help win, right? I, the making profit on impact should not be looked at as a dirty thing, right? Charities yeah. end up in this awful, awful lose-lose situation where mm-hmm. um, they're for having over overhead or spending on being a business uh, while also being criticized for not operating efficiently like a business. And so, so you're like, don't don't generate profit or revenue, but uh, you know, if you're not going to be an efficient organization, we're going to condemn you. And you don't give them the tools to be able to do that. Uh, it's kind of an aside, but um, the overall point is yes. Uh, for Halo, largely because of governance, we want to attract the right type of holder. Um, so we don't encourage any kind of pump and dump behavior. If you're in it just for um, the profit to then send sell later, I mean, that's not the primary purpose. Uh, do I think that you could get upside there? Like you said, 100%. Uh, I do think there's a lot of growth potential in this space. Um, I think angel growth funds in particular tap into a very 
large rising trend of impact investing, ESG investments, corporate social responsibility. So I think that, you know, we're well positioned for success. Uh, but if you're not in it to make impact, if you don't care about participating in governance and helping allocate funds in the right way, then this probably isn't the best. Yep. Yeah, well put. Um, okay, so I've got kind of a, I don't know, I think there's a question in here somewhere, but but more of just a thought, I guess. So um, how do I, oh, my mind just went blank. Uh, give me a second. So weird. I'm just going to return to the one that comes back to me. <laughs> my apologies. Um, I'm sure as we talk, it will. Uh, my my favorite is when I do that, like mid-sentence, and then like I have It's to crazy. Mid-sentence? Like, how do I land this plane? How do I land this plane? Okay. <laughs> well, it's also just crazy. It's possible that it can happen mid-sentence. <laughs> um, let's oh, see. Hey, look, it's, uh, uh, D- is that Duffy I see up here? Um, I'm just going to go ahead and... Oh. <laughs> Darn, I wanted to call it Duffy. Just oh, kidding. awesome! Do you want to chi- do you want to chime in at all? Whoever's on that account, no pressure. Not want to call you out if not. Oh, hi! Yeah, well, this is Nina. Um, oh, Nina. <laughs> yeah, who else, Trev? <laughs> uh, yeah, so I I love this space. I actually agree with most of the things that we have talked about. I really love the way that we are trying to see the real impact that we can have with crypto. Um, uh, I'm actually a lawyer in human rights, and I've been working with charities for a long, long time. Um, and I started in crypto just investing, you know? And then um, I was not paying attention much to it because I was like, okay, yes, in a way, this is just an investment. And it wasn't until I really started to hear about the Angel Protocol and what they were doing that I... I just said, like, okay, this is much more. We can actually change the world with this. I can actually see how we can create a real impact. Because for me, I think that uh, from the side that I was working at, I've been in, like, war zones and bleeding with um, kids with malnutrition and very difficult things that happen around the world. And then when you see something that is too centered on just money, it's kind of heartbreaking. But then when you actually combine the great technology that we have in crypto um, with making a change in the world, then I think that that is something powerful. And I also believe that that is a great way that we can get people involved. Like what I'm saying, I'm I'm, I'm a lawyer. I I am as far as I can be from numbers, Um, but I'm passionate about this. So for me, it was very easy to onboard on this. And then I end up working with Angel um, and I end up like being as involved as I could because I really believe in the purpose that we have. So, yeah, that's that's what I can say. That's so awesome. Thank you for that. I, I can't believe I haven't asked this before, but how is the Angel team? I feel like every couple of weeks I like meet a new person on it. <laughs> yeah, so it's it's pretty awesome. I mean. So just quickly for people who are unfamiliar, uh, Angel was a true decentralized Web3 birth. Uh, We all came together in a hackathon over a year ago, uh, all over the world, had never met each other beforehand. Um, The the magic of working in something in the impact space is it attracts a lot of the right kind of energy. 
Right. Um, I like to point to the example of, of Wikipedia often as one of the first real decentralized entities in the sense that they had much larger, better finance, centralized forces that were trying to do similar things online. Uh, Wikipedia won. Um, how did they do that without the same kind of resourcing? Uh, they did it because they tapped into people's intrinsic motivation, uh, people's desire to have autonomy, uh, to have mastery, to have purpose. Uh, and uh, I don't think that, you know, Angel Protocol is, is quite comparable to Wikipedia, uh, but it is it is something with purpose and it is something where we need all hands on deck. We need a lot of help. Um, and <laughs> it was kind of funny, right? So our, our runway got pretty devastated by the Terra collapse and most teams would have had to cut staff significantly. Uh, and, you know, unfortunately, we did have to tighten up finances quite a bit. But I, I can't get anyone to leave. Um, they want to keep working for Angel. They want to keep contributing. They want to keep helping. Uh, and it's one of the most affirming, uh, empowering things possible. Um, and, and Nina is one of many people who just you know, put their heart and soul into Angel uh, just because she believes in what we do and wants to be part of that mission. So uh, I'm filled with gratitude for our team. Uh, we're about, I would say... 25 people strong, um, you know, a large volunteer army that contributes and helps us accomplish what we do. And uh, we couldn't do it without them. So a uh, huge shout out to the angel team. Mm-hmm. That's, can, that's very... Oh, go ahead. Can I reinforce that? I, I worked at Apple for five years and I left to help angel protocol. Like I literally last October, I left Apple to run the restore campaign because I spoke with Chauncey and I spoke with the rest of the team and I realized that, whole, like, holy shit, there are people in crypto, which I love doing things that I think are impactful. Uh, and I'm going to go do that. Like, I'm just going to I'm just going to yep. lean in and go do that. And like, I, I haven't regretted that for a single day. And then I went and started my own thing in crypto. And I'm still here on this call because I care so much about what they do and about like the people who have started this organization and the impact that I know that they're going to have uh, that it's like. It's wild to me that people hear about Angel Protocol and don't want to get <laughs> don't want to get involved. So, I mean, I'll tell you, like I, I feel like honored to even be able to know you guys this early and like have you on a space. I, I see you guys as having your shit together to uh, a pretty high degree for the crypto space and doing something that just on paper, even to a layman, makes sense. And uh, I see you succeeding. So, like, yeah, really awesome. Um. I remembered. I remembered what I, what I was going to kind of touch on. Um, Jacob, do you want to hop in real quick, though? Oh yeah. So I have a question for Nina. So um, early on, I know uh, Timmy. You, you, you touch on the the hybrid side of of that of crypto with non-profit. Nina, as you are a lawyer, how long do you think it's going to take uh, to like a, a a legal model for? For non-profit and crypto, like maybe having like a hybrid model where you could be a DAO and also a non-profit organization incorporated in in a, in a state like Florida or New Jersey or something like that. I think that we will have to see each case uh, for this, but I don't see why not. Uh, of course, like it will be two different legal entities. Uh, so actually, whoever wants can be part of a charity and can also create a DAO. 
So I don't see why it cannot be created, uh, but they will be different legal entities. Well, yeah, I also envision, knowing very little here, I imagine the general landscape's going to change in the next couple of years as well. Both the regulatory framework of nation states and, you know, outside of Web3 stuff, uh, just... I think everything's going to slightly shift and new possibilities might even emerge for like hybrid models that we couldn't think of now. Who knows? Um, so the last kind of big thing I wanted to to touch on is uh, kind of a couple things. So first off, like touching on just circling back to the beginning a bit. Um, a couple minutes ago, Chauncey, you mentioned like one of the sort of paradoxical problems of charities is that they need money to be efficient, but they get criticized for overhead. And so I think most people do understand that like charities don't run themselves and have overhead. I think going back to my initial like Red Cross example or pick, you know, there are a number of massive charities that are registered charities, 5041C3s or whatever uh, jurisdiction you might be in, that people either generally know or there's even research and data to support them not giving back that much and a lot of money just going into a black hole. And so what blockchain potentially offers and the from my analogy that I always use is some transparency into that process. Now you guys like take a lot of huge strides in the right direction and are infinitely better than traditional models. But I wonder, have you guys thought quite a bit ahead right now, the one sort of chink in your armor or just the the area where it's still suffering sort of from traditional web two things is your charities that you partner with once the money goes into their hands and it's off chain technically you're left with that same question right there's a little bit uh more of a barrier there knowing that you guys actually vet these people and uh have a sort of sorting and featuring process but beyond that you know at its core that problem still exists so I'm sure there's things I haven't even thought of, but maybe even if it's just, you know, in five, 10 years, when unfortunately there is like CBDC or something, maybe requiring your charities to pay all salaries and direct all efforts or whatever on chain so it can be tracked in public or, or something completely different I'm not thinking of. But have you guys like just thought about that angle of it where you have have like 90% of the the beauty of blockchain, but then the very last step of it kind of seems to potentially suffer from the same issue as existing charities. Oh, man. Oh, man. So, so much to dig into here. I love this question. Uh, Let's do it. Where to begin? Um, so first, one, qu- one comment on larger organizations like the Red Cross and the amount of overhead. Um, it's a symptom of organizational bloat, right? Uh, it's we're not meant to have one organization that handles all of the emergency healthcare for all of the world. It's just a stupid model, <laughs> right? Uh, there, there are organizations on the ground that know the needs of the local population that can mobilize much more quickly, that are much more agile and responsive. Those are the kind of organizations we want to get money in the hands of. Um, it's not, I'm not condemning any, any particular organization. It's just a necessity of that size, right? Like, I originally came up through General Electric, a very different example than Red Cross, but 
it's got that similar sprawling global conglomerate bureaucracy. Uh, and I've seen how piss poor efficiency actually works in those kinds of environments. And nothing against GE, you know, I've, they've, they taught me a lot. I've got no bad words against them. And, and it was a great opportunity. Uh, it's just a symptom of large multinational conglomerates. Uh, a decentralized future is key for this, where we can empower local groups on the ground. So that's that's one point and kind of an aside to the, the larger thing you're, you're going for here. Uh, this is where I'm really excited about the future and the progression of the space. Um, I will again, you know, warn against uh, crypto surveillance and crypto colonialism. Like sometimes people want to be able to donate the funds and say exactly how those funds are used. The problem with that model is the donor is often not the one who knows best how to impactfully allocate funds. The problem is they need to be donating to someone they trust that can actually impactfully allocate those. So that's where building up these on-chain reputation systems based on where you have contributed your impact dollars and what kind of impact that has has achieved is key could you um, almost yeah. th this is maybe a bit of a stretch but could you almost analogize it to like an oracle like something like Chainlink or name any other where you are sort of creating a trustful middleman system to uh, or I, even akash actually as we've been going tonight i've wondered if this is a good uh, analogy just for people in uh, Cosmos who like are very familiar with Akash, at first there was kind of a big misunderstanding that they provide like decentralized cloud compute, but now it's pretty well understood that they're actually like the connector between providers and wanters of this resource, cloud compute, and doing it in a way that provides some level of like trust in the middle. Is that also kind of a good analogy for you guys or? I, I think that's a great example, yeah. Because, so here's the thing, right? There's I would say there's two important guiding principles to keep in mind, or at least in, in Angel's opinion here. Um, one of those is incentives are better than rules where possible. Uh, the other one is rewards are better than punishments. Um, so this is where we've tried to use Halo to incentivize the sharing of information, right? Um, can we make a, a traditional charity fully on-chain transparent of their full fund flow tomorrow? No, we can't. Uh, can we incentivize them to share as much transparent data as possible to incentivize more people to stake with them? Uh, can we encourage Halo holders to stake with charities that engage in this recipro reciprocity of sharing information and getting with the community? Yes, we can. So that's the first step, right? And for those in the audience familiar with design methodologies and agile methodology, I really like the example here of agile, where you don't work and labor forever for the perfect product and have nothing that works in the interim. You work with what's available, you build a product that works, you iterate and improve on that product over time. Um, and so with Angel, right, we're at the kind of beginning of that journey. Uh, when things like IXO pop up and provide real world data oracles for impact, that, that's a great tool to leverage. Uh, with Angel Growth Funds, we're promoting organizations to go DAO first for their impact funding and coordination. By doing this, we start moving the model from traditional charities to on-chain transparent charities. If we can get our legacy uh, population of charities to embrace things like Angel Growth Funds and operating that way, then that transparency is provided. 
So we're providing the infrastructure for these nonprofits to transition to a digital first way of working. At that point, their transparency and funding truly is on chain. And you can see exactly how that's allocated, how their governance votes are done, what money goes to operations, what money goes to impact. And it all is naturally on chain because that's where the organizations are first forming. Beautiful. Yeah, I, th I think I think it's not a, a, an easy answer because it kind of goes everything we've talked about tonight kind of perfectly is feeding back into itself goes back to. The, especially for smaller charities, the effort required for these levels of transparency that people want can be a hindrance. So finding this sort of balance with, with these uh, compromises and the tools you guys provide is like such a beautiful way to go about this. Like I can't applaud uh, you guys enough, but in particular, I can tell. <laughs> it's so funny. I feel like I'm in such a better place to comment on this stuff after having built out spark and now interchain info because i know how much work goes into just like planning like we had like three or four different models for spark that each took about a, like a month of kind of brainstorming going through that all got scrapped eventually because we kept thinking farther ahead or for x scenario or y variable um and i can just really tell you guys have like crossed your t's and dotted your eyes so like huge applause for that um Thank you so much, man. I really appreciate that. And again, I just have to give the shout out to the Angel team. Uh, so many different walks of life and experience from people who have founded charities from the ground up and built them up into to national organizations, to people who are involved in volunteering in Calcutta and investing in impact ventures there and everything in between. Uh, but the, the strength of it really comes from the team and they help us bring a lot of intentionality to how we, how we think through our approach. Also, I, I I try not to like swear on these, but sometimes you're know, like, how fucking genuinely cool meeting at a hackathon, like being the definition of a Web3 sort of, you met in Web3, didn't know each other, motivated by what Web3 offered and have gotten to this spot. Like, so cool. Um, definitely a story to be like, you know, if you guys like grow to the size of some of the massive charities we are all familiar with, like Red Cross and stuff in time, um, like I think it'll be talked about. It'll be talked about like this is the definition of why people were excited about Web3 back in, you know, the 2020s, the, the 2010s, whatever. So couldn't be couldn't be more excited. What um, what are people's best ways across the board to like get involved now let's just say we're kind of getting to the end of two hours here i don't know how much longer you guys want to go but they've listened this far they uh maybe want to donate maybe want to donate a little time maybe want to point an existing charity they know towards angel protocol like what are the best ways to get in touch with you guys discord i know you shouted out earlier um do you have any like particular forms or like applications to point people to or where should people just kind of start yeah so so we're definitely um we're active there any questions people have we're happy to engage uh there are also um i would uh, point people to our website so uh there is an interest form there for charities who are who want to join the platform uh so encourage any organizations who want to use angel to fundraise uh, again, uh, zero setup fees. We take zero in actual donations. 
Uh, it's effectively a loss leader for us, uh, but it's an important service to provide for, for the space. So anyone is welcome to take us up on that offer. Um, and the Angel Alliance always needs uh, more hands as well. So um, we're constantly reaching out, trying to expand our network. Uh, if you know of any, any uh, protocols, NFT projects, uh, validators, um, even, you know, you know, meet space businesses, uh, they're all welcome to, to contribute to the Angel Alliance. Um, if you have skills, we need skills. Uh, you know, you you know how to build a killer website. Um, you know, we could use some help on that for the alliance. Uh, you you know how how to reach out to people. You want charities. You want to help us map impact DAOs. You want to do research. You want to be a community manager. We have work for you. Uh, so yeah, no, I, you can reach out to me directly. You can join our Discord, and then there's a Skillshare section there, um, or or channel through our website. Actually, on that note in particular, I would love to chat with you maybe tomorrow or something, Chauncey. Like, I I know of just a ton of people that want to help get involved. They don't know how, whether it's with uh, charity or just Web3 in general. Um, maybe some kind of little promotional material or something. I could help you guys on the graphic design front. Just something to let people know that you are looking for that. Because, you know, it might seem super obvious to you guys. I'm sure you've been asking around and letting people know that, you know, you want help. But crypto Twitter is a crazy place. And I'm sure most people don't know that opportunity exists. And some might absolutely jump on it. Would gladly take you up on that. Um, I joke sometimes that my only superpower is is being able to ask for help all the time. (laughs) (laughs) It's a a decent power, although I'm sure you're also selling yourself a bit short. (laughs) He does some other things too. Can, uh, can I add one or two? I have one thing. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Hundred. Um, <laughs> so, so the one thing that I would add, like from you know, my marketing perspective, is that so like vol- volume and momentum are really really low right now, right? Like crypto market down. Uh, people stop talking a lot. They stop supporting a lot. They stop building. I mean, some people keep building. This one, some stop building. Luckily, there's a little bit of an up market right now. But but having volume and momentum that are catalyzed by specific events is really, really useful. So if people want to have charity auctions or they want to do some sort of waitlist giveaway, or they want to do something that has a moment in time that's kind of actionable, right? That requires a moment in time that's actionable in support of Angel Protocol. Those are the kind of things that keeps uh, that keep the conversation going, even in markets like this one, and even when people aren't really being that engaged. So Anyone who's part of another community that might want to support Angel Protocol or have something to offer, um, even if it's like sort of a lightweight offer, is really, really, really helpful because people just don't, you know, if I go into my Discord channels right now, the number of messages are far, far lower than they were four months ago, right? Because people just, they, they kind of go quiet. And the only way to get them sort of back active is to have some, some call to action that's actually digestible. That's sort of like, okay, this is the thing that I should pay attention to. And it's on this day and it's for this period of time. And the result is going to be this, and it's like, oh, that's that's easy for me to get behind. So if people think of different moments like that in ways that they want to support Angel Protocol, I think that's uh, something that's really, really helpful in, in kind of uh, kind of a time. Yeah, that's that's funny. You've kind of touched on something I've noticed in Web three and crypto in general that I think some projects shoot themselves in the foot with, where whether it's for a desire to just be transparent or a desire to uh, make it seem like you know active development is constantly ongoing they'll post and like tweet whether it's discord twitter whatever a ton to the point where whenever we're in a sort of bear market downtime like this 
it starts to all get tuned out. Whereas, you know, it, it's hard when, let's say, uh, a certain project's Discord, it has two new, three new notifications a day. You checked them for a while and they were just like kind of interesting things that didn't matter. It, it's hard to get back involved when you don't have just that one big thing. Um, so yeah, exactly. kind of concentrating efforts and yeah, definitely something to keep keep in mind in this space. Um, Nina, yeah, feel free to hop in. You joined on your real account. Sorry, I got dropped in the other one. <laughs> I don't know what happened. Twitter um, has been super weird tonight. Like a couple people messaged me saying that they are having problems with this space. I got rugged like twice in the first minute. Thankfully, it's been good since then. But yeah, Twitter's being odd tonight. Okay, I thought it was me. I was like, oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I wanted to add to what we just said that also a great way to help us right now as, as Colin was saying, it's very difficult right now to, to build community. So even just like following us, going to our spaces, sharing our information and helping us to reach more people, um, I think that that is everything right now. I, I appreciate a lot to see my friends from Cosmos Spaces here. Um, they're, they're absolutely best. Uh, so like having these kind of spaces, that, that, is, that already helps a lot. Um, and also, well, as we mentioned before, we have the Juno validator. So if someone wants to to stake some of their Juno, even a portion of it, uh, all that helps. All that is contributing to to not only to the project and to the team, but to 160 charities around the world. Um, so I think that's pretty powerful. That's so cool. What a, what a cool selling point too. like just simply stake easy step everyone's familiar with and boom, you're contributing to 160 charities around the world. Like how cool. Yeah, so it's so much easier than going to the field. I can assure you guys that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's interesting during these bear markets, just how kind of interest can dry off uh just naturally it's obviously to be expected in every every way shape or form but i guess if there's like one project i would urge everyone listening to almost just like even mindlessly just give retweets and likes to like but let's say they post something is oh that's cool it just throw a retweet on there it helps and they deserve it and it's for a great cause so little things like that it's so funny to think about what does angel protocol have like tens of thousands of followers i know you guys were super big when Terra was uh, active a lot of engagement um and you along with every other project like we're now at the point where just you listener throwing out a retweet or a cool supportive comment on a t- tweet like genuinely helps so yeah um do we don't have to, but do we want to close it out at the top of the hour here? Um, do we have anything else you guys want to cover? I know I kind of took the lead on some of these questions. So Chauncey or Nina, Colin, if you guys have stuff we haven't touched on, definitely happy to. I mean, uh, Timmy, I just want to thank you so much for, for giving us this venue. Uh, this is this is huge just to be able to have a platform like yours to update the, the Cosmoverse on on what we're doing. Um, a number of us will be down uh, for Cosmoverse uh, mentioning that. So hopefully I uh, will, we'll meet some hey. people. <laughs> I bought it. I bought a ticket. I might awesome. be there. I got to figure out the visa situation. I bought it just to have it in case, you know, 
there there's something beautiful about you know actually meeting in person the people who you built up relationships with online um, right it's surreal and and awesome and i, I love it so very like much- did you know did you know i'm not a rat like <gasps> little secret why whoa 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 <laughs> i have been living a lie to me a lie I also it gets it gets crazier i hear terra spaces is not a talking mushroom uh that's actually not <laughs> no true way. i have met him no, Mushroom. <laughs> um, actually, on, on that note, I want I wanted to quickly shout out Terra Spaces because of what you said, Nina. Like having you on here, we got you know probably like 50, 50 to sixty people cycled out through the whole night. But I happen to know for a fact that there are a lot of people still so engaged with the community that they'll go and listen to the recordings just when things are out of their time zones. And Terra Spaces, you help so much with that. So huge shout out to you. I'm sure you're not even in this space you're probably on the fifth computer managing with the other space that's ending right now but um it it really is awesome because having these recordings and easy access to them i think it helps to alleviate some of the bear market feel where hey maybe we'll only get 50 viewers in a space but we can see through comments engagements dms later whatever that uh, hundreds of people are engaging with the recordings we saw that with the spark workshops you know the biggest one i think we had 40 people most of the recording videos are over like two or 300. So shout out to TerraSpaces, shout out to um, everyone who supports these things and keeps coming to Cosmo Spaces regularly and showing love. Love it. Yeah, completely. Could, couldn't agree more. And I, I have to share a really fun fact here. TerraSpaces, uh, Finn, um, one of the, the man behind TerraSpaces, is also a rapper. And he did an angel protocol rap about staking with our validator. It is what full, it is a full uh, over three minute rap. Um, and someone else designed an entire music video for it all about giving back by staking. Um, so <laughs> this is news to me. Yes. It's awesome. You have to do it. <laughs> yeah, you have to watch that. It's awesome. Oh, okay. I'm gonna go dig for that and give it a retweet when I find it. Is it on his page, Angel Protocol's page? Where do where do I go to see that? Here, I, I just shared a link to it. Uh, it's not the original post, so I was trying to find that. Perfect. Up at the top. We'll watch it. Yep. Yes. There we go. Y'all heard the rap on Terra Squad's Angel Protocol. I love it. So awesome. Um, Lil Gaines, hop in for sure. Cosmos Space. Hey, hey. I absolutely enjoy this space to me i i can't i can't tell you bro like how much i've enjoyed i enjoyed this whole space i've been at work this whole time but it's uh it's like wow finally we get someone like you know angel protocol in, in our ecosystem where we can uh donate to charities and stuff like that but i did have a question um do we have to hit you guys up in case if we want to take a snapshot for the juno validator that you guys are launching to like reward people that are staking with y'all or can we just do it and like reward people somehow? Just throwing this idea out there because I, I can see this happening you, in the future. You sh- I'll let Tronzi answer, but you should be able to hit up like any validator that offers similar services. Um, just like there's a lot of validators that will offer snapshots of the chain. Um, you could derive that from that. If you wanted like a smaller snapshot of just their validator, maybe you'd get in touch with them. I'm not sure. I'll let you answer there, Tronzi. Yeah, I mean, we can, we can, it's all on chain, right? So we can definitely figure out how to do retroactive snapshots um, and look back. Uh, one of the things, 
Angel gave from a staking perspective or from a airdrop perspective is we wanted to reward duration and and loyalty um, in addition. And we feel like pure snapshot is always difficult from that. It's always going to burn people one way or another of, you know, maybe they were staking up till that point and they just stopped or maybe they're an ardent supporter and they, they stake just a little bit after the snapshot. Um, so what we've tried to do in the past is look at the totality of the on-chain data and derive a weighted score based on um, how long and how much someone's been staking uh, to reward them commensurately. So that's something we've done with Flipside Crypto in the past, and I'm sure that we can do the same for Juno. Perfect. Thank you very much. The beautiful flexibility of blockchain. Like, that is what's cool. Like, you can't even technically miss a snapshot date. It's all there. It's just sometimes more work. But Even if you leave it up to me. Oh, <laughs> it's going to be okay. Sweet. Um, all right. Well, I might go and wrap us up now. Um, this has been, like, one of my favorite spaces, I think. I always love talking with you guys in particular, but... I couldn't be more excited about what Angel as a project is tackling and the way that you're going about it. Um, so, like, to be honest, would love to, no rush, but, you know, a month or two down the road, like, let's do this again. I just want to, like, stay in touch with you guys, keep the community plugged in, give you guys a chance to do little AMAs with anyone that has questions. And, yeah, just super cool, honestly. Appreciate it so much, brother. You don't even know. Uh, this means a lot to us. And, and again, it's it's so important for everything we're doing to have this kind of, of ability to reach to reach the uh, the Cosmoverse. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in questions. Just it's it's been one of my favorite spaces I've ever been on. So appreciate it, man. Such good vibes up here. Thank you so much to everyone who came up to like Jacob Gritz earlier, um, Delray, anyone who came up, asked questions, participated, always what we're looking for. Um, Jacob, I saw you on your mic. You want to jump in? Oh, no, I was just say, yeah, that space was amazing. Thank you for, for, for coming in and talking. Because that's one of the things that I'm passionate about in the, in the crypto space. Uh, because I see a lot of people focus more on the 10x and 20x. There's not much focus on the giving back. So Yeah. I'm also a little selfishly excited for... Uh, on-chain philanthropy just so that I can finally go to all those people <laughs> that said blockchains, you know, just good for Ponzi's or whatever and be like, yeah, you know, except for this. Like, it's 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 really like one of the coolest uses I can think of, especially when you consider that crypto in its essence, in its most zoomed out form is both technically and just thought of by the average person as a sort of like monetary system. It's all about money. There's a reason DeFi is the primary term. So like, let's take advantage of some of that money and prove that it can be used in a better way, more transparently for awesome causes. And yeah, I don't know. That was a little bit of a, a random point, but okay. I think we're going to shut it down on this. Chauncey, Nina, Colin, um, Trevor earlier. Thank you guys so much for joining us. Um, Terra Spaces, thanks for recording as always. I know a bunch of people are going to listen to this later on. And uh, yeah, for everyone else, make sure to check out the upcoming Cosmos Spaces, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, as always. Uh, appreciate you hopping in all the time gains, even when you're at work, just to, you know, get the thanks, account in too. here. Yeah. And yeah, so everybody have a beautiful night and uh, we'll catch you on the weekend or next Wednesday. See you, everyone.
Thanks for checking out another episode of The Ether. That was the Cosmos Space's Cosmonaut Bootcamp with Angel Protocol, discussing real-world charity done right. Hosted by Tendermint Timmy, recorded on Wednesday, July 20th, 2022. For Terraspaces.org, I'm Finn. Thanks for listening. Intern Productions proudly presents Remix! Beer, 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 beer. Let's go. Chill. My lunatics. Ha, ha, ha. Throw your hands in the air right now, man. Feel this shit right here. Don't run. Yeah, terabytes, I see you. Luna Lou party on. Terra spaces, we out here. I don't give a fuck about your profits, cause we think bigger. We from Luna Land, man, where we making the figures. Kids starving, love to fill up their plates. Half the people in the world got a frown on their face. It's a cold world, we making nice. Screw a milli for a car, let's change a life. Got the angel car parked in front of the building. Terra Ave, angel protocol is legit. Let's get rid of the bad. The world's struggling, it's too much to cope with. Bankers and market makers like us to choke his shit. Should be called armed robbery, extortion, or maybe grand loss. We do it all, we put the pieces to the puzzle Just as long as it takes all of our people here to end the struggle Came out the gate on some Doquan shit World's better with the army of the lunatics Send my angels don't dance, we just take a stance And lock a lunar wake And then give back, give back, give back, give back Say my angels don't dance, we just take a stance And lock a lunar wake And then give back, give back Give back, give back Bye bye to the greedy, so long to the slizzy Lunatics stay breezy, St. John stay flizzy I got a minute, ain't I'm on Columbus 5 And I just staked an angel I can give till I die With a terror squad jacket, bout to mint a galactic Lunatics on chain, snap it back like elastic We angels, and angels don't hoard our goodies So never mind, we sneaking in with Luna Luna hoodies Listen, we don't pay a mission, take five bouncers, never check us And we walk around the metal detectors And there ain't even a need for VIP section, the middle class, now the new 1%, so check it, people like the halo, so start relaxing, let's hold a discussion about this terror chain reaction, if subpoenas are your thing, better pull the trigger, gotta serve the Dow and make the southern district bigger, say my angels don't dance, we just take a stance and lock a Luna awake, and then give back, give back, give back, give back, say my angels don't dance, we just take a stance and lock a Luna awake, and then give back. Give back, give back, give back, come on yeah, The world living better now, Luna loot sweater now Angels hope you drive through any weather now See it ain't right when you hoard your millions That's why I sport the halo, spreading good feelings You can find lunatics at all types of shit Out in Vegas front row fighting rugs and shit If bad time comes then just take your stake back Cause you can give without losing, let's create stacks If UST breaks the peg it ain't gonna roast you Burning Luna put the peg back where it's supposed to Not even though alone could get it back So talk to the Dow now your bank is whack Can't keep telling me sharing wealth is for suckers Matter of fact if that's true I'll be a fucking Sucker, not even Nakamoto could imagine this Lunatics making sure we win the championship Say my angels don't dance, we just take a stance And lock a Luna wait And then give back, give back, give back, give back Say my angels don't dance, we just take a stance And lock a Luna wait And then give back, give back, give back, give back Jill, enter capital Luna Land, Terra Squad, don't want forever.
Salty say Jason Uh, yeah Web 3 is ours Come on Nah man, Darren ain't never gonna stop Yeah Danielle Cosmos Solana Avalanche Matt Lee Peace out Terror spaces. <laughs>